Hey, next up on Dream Chasers, we discuss Al Harrington and trust in the process. No Chanel, Mama and Gucci got out the hoop to get been through hell. Carry the, carry the, life is a movie, yeah. We prevail. Now we do the coupies, don't do the groupies, yeah. Got money for bail. Don't act like you know me, knock off your coffee, yeah. Flooded the road, you would eat them. Hurt like a train of the beamer. Blowing the money like Freema. I got a flex on the sleepers. They tryna do me like Caesar. You gotta watch for the creepers. I got that eye in the season. I'm a basketball player play anywhere you know my whole thing is there's nothing I can't do on the floor I could post I can handle I could defend so no matter what coach needs me to do I feel like I could do it and do it well I want to get better every year and you know I take basketball very serious and this is what I love and I love to do it so um, I got to take it serious and got to have fun with it it wasn't all fun at the start for Harrington drafted out of high school by the Indiana Pacers he found himself on a veteran team with championship aspirations. Still, the idea of going straight from high school to the NBA always tugged at Harrington. I felt that it was a challenge, you know what I'm saying? Um, college was very interesting to me, but you know, I always felt that I would love to be able to tell my kids and grandchildren that you know, I didn't have to go to college. I was good enough to go pro out of high school. So those are some of the things that was on my mind. With the 25th pick of the 1998 NBA draft, the Indiana Pacers select Al Harrington from St. Patrick's High School in Elizabeth, New Jersey. It turned out to be a blessing for Harrington, who worked alongside some stars of the game, Reggie Miller and Mark Jackson, and Chris Mullen, now the Warriors Vice President of Basketball Operations. Guiding that team was none other than Larry Bird, who understandably intimidated the first-year player fresh out of high school. Uh, me and Larry Legend, for the first time, you went all, you know, and then you realize that's your coach, so a lot of times you don't know what to say to him, how to respond, and stuff like that. And then the teammates, I had guys like uh, Mark Jackson, uh, Reggie Miller, Chris Mullen, Sam Perkins. Those guys were just great dudes. Antonio Davis, you know, they, uh, they just really wrapped their arms around me and, you know, help me with every part of my career, you know, on and off the court. No one meant more to Harrington than Oakland native Antonio Davis. It was Al's birthday yesterday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Al. He turned 13. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes. Davis and his family took in Harrington, who at the time was just 18 years old and in a strange new city. Well, Antonio, he's probably the most important person in my career. Uh, I lived with him for one year, and believe it or not, he helped me so much. You putting the macaroni and cheese back in there? Oh, let me get some. And I remember one day I went home, me and Antonio's house, and I asked him, I was like, what would happen if I just quit? Like, could I, would they put me on another team? Or, you know, he was just like, no, nah, you can't do that. You got to stick with it. You got to work harder. You got to show up early, show up, you know, be the last one to leave the gym. Make them guys respect you, and you make Larry respect you, and then you'll get your opportunity on the court. Over time, Harrington's teammates did respect him, and so did opponents. 
He was a double-figure scorer for the Pacers three straight years, then played two seasons in Atlanta. After a brief stop back in Indy, Harrington came to the Warriors in an eight-player trade a month ago. Are you uh, still excited to be here? Yes, sir. You know, I'm very excited. You know, I'm excited that, you know, we still have a chance to make in the playoffs. I'm excited that uh, all these guys on this team feel that we can win and we are a playoff caliber team and definitely our fans. So um, it'll be a treat if we can find a way to get in. You know, I think we only maybe won one and a half games out of eight spot. And if we can stay that close and keep gelling as a team. It's kind of funny because seeing Al from going from a high school basketball player to the NBA, it was quite an experience. You had a high school kid that loved life, always had fun, liked the joke, smile, laugh, be the life of the party, coming to a man's league. Al started off in Indiana pretty rocky. I don't know if you know the story or not, but he had a, a business associate that was an oversized man, and he was supposed to fly out to Indiana and, and actually do the press conference with Larry Bird and the Indiana Pacers and all that good stuff. What happens is Al and, and this oversized man calls a taxi. The oversized guy cannot fit in the taxi. Al calls another, like, I don't know, like a sprinter or something like that. I don't know, it was back in the day, um, to make sure that they can fit and go to the airport. They get to the airport late, miss the flight, pushes the press conference back. Larry Bird and the Indiana Pacers are not happy about this. Al gets there. Um, I can't say the words that Larry Bird said to Al, but the rest is history. So he started off with the Indiana Pacers not on the right foot, especially being the fact that he was a high school kid. He wasn't a professional that he grew to be. One thing that was said in this is that Al had to learn how to make players and coaches respect him. I mean, being young and immature, a lot of time because of your status, People think that you're just going to get respect just because of who you are or where you're at. You have to make people respect you when you play the game, no matter what game it is. One thing Al talked a lot about, and I mean, I commend that team on it, was just having the right people around you. He, he came to basically uh, a contender in the East, which they ended up going to the finals. But they had a lot of guys around him that was talking the right stuff, for sure, Antonio Davis. Chris Mullen, uh, Chris Mullins, Reggie Miller, Mark Jackson, all these guys was in his ear. And when you put the right people around you, whatever you're trying to do, you're trying to reach your goal of playing in college, playing in high school, playing professionally, you have to have the right people around you because stuff can fall really quickly. One thing that I watched personally was that Al trusted the process. I remember the first year he was there, he got left off the playoff roster. That cut deep. That made him a professional. I mean, I think that was the best thing that could have happened to him. Did he deserve to be on that roster? Absolutely. But he, he got humbled by that. Don't look at all setbacks as being bad. Use that for growth. Something doesn't happen that you don't like or is not desirable for you. You got to come back stronger or you got to find a way to better yourself. And that's exactly what Al did. This had to be pretty tough for a high school kid to come into the NBA and have maybe like a couple small setbacks and to push through. I commend him on that. What you can take from this is that you have to pay your dues. Trust the process. 
Don't try to jump ahead. Take the time, put the work in, accept your role, and continue to better yourself. Just because you're accepting the role doesn't mean that you have to accept it long term. Keep working to get better and to better yourself. Thank you all for watching. This is Harvey Harrington with Dream Chasers. If you like this segment, go to our YouTube page, Dream Chasers Basketball Indie. You can, we have many clips that we do these pretty daily. Highly motivational for younger kids, high school kids, on up. As for now, thanks for watching.